Welcome to Factum Agri, dedicated to New Zealand's primary industry. Each week, I talk with farmers and producers, the science community, industry and policy makers to hear their stories and expert opinions on matters relevant to both our rural and our urban communities. This week on Factum Agri is a second look at catchment groups. I'm talking with farmer Mark Crystal, who is a Rangitaiki farmer and is involved in catchment groups in his area. I'm keen to get his perspective on catchment groups and the value and benefit they bring to communities. Mark joins me now. Hello Mark, welcome along and it's great to have you join me. Nice to be here Angus, thanks for having me. Please tell me about where you live, your farm and what you farm. Yeah, so we live in, in Taihapi, um, on the Taihapi Napier Road, probably 15 minutes out of Taihapi. Um, yeah, we farm uh, uh, around two and a half, uh, but over two and a half thousand hectares, um, and we're a, a bit of a, a hybrid model. Um, we farm under the banner of Spring Farms in New Zealand Limited, and uh, that leases all the uh, the land from their land-owning entities. So we have another... Um, a partner and Robin Amanda Collier that are with us as well, and 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 uh, part of their farm is, is is farmed under the Spring Farms um, umbrella as well. So, um, yeah, we've been on a little journey since two thousand and eight uh, when we set this model up, um, and and we've grown uh, from you know, sort of roughly around um, nine thousand stock units through today we were about twenty seven thousand stock units. So um, yeah, we've had a great little uh, um, uh, journey and growth period. Um, and um, which has been really enjoyable. Yeah. And so, yeah, what do we farm? We farm um, basically we're a breeder finisher, so mm-hmm. we farm around um, twelve thousand ewes, uh, which we winter um, yeah, three thousand sort of three hundred, three thousand four hundred hoggets, yep. um, uh, which lamb as well, um, and finish all of their progeny, um, mm-hmm. as well as roughly around um, uh, six hundred uh, cows, breeding cows, um, including. Um, uh, first calving heifers so yeah that and we finish all, all the progeny of those to sort of market specs with the um, with the with the hand-picked uh, lions hand-picked program really which which is a, a really cool program based on uh, um, eating experience really um, a high marbling score in, in the beef um, and, um, and, and 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 good uh, ph and, and, and the right meat color and fat color and everything as well so yeah that's basically um, a little bit about us yeah fantastic um, what colored cattle are you running there so all black so all black uh, angus cattle yeah all all black angus correct Um, yeah so we've been um part of this uh program for um yeah so probably about four years and probably been buying solely black bulls now for five or six years Mm -hmm. um and um, yeah, I mean, we're really sort of um, you know a big focus, but but not uh, taking away the other traits as well. So we certainly want an animal that's um, hardy, uh, can handle our hills, um, you know, has good conformation and, and can last and in mm. a, a, a low uh, mature cow weight. So yeah, we certainly focus on the other ones, but just still trying to bring that um, intermuscular fat figure in um, as well. Sure, um, I understand you are involved in a local catchment group. Is that correct? Correct. Um, yep, we have a um, uh, our local catchment group is called the um, the Upper Mofonga Catchment Group, mm-hmm. um, and that is part of a bigger, wider group which feeds into what we call the Rangitiki uh, Rivers um, Community Catchment. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, so, so which is it? Which is yeah, we've had a. a just been um, at a meeting this morning with that, and and, and um, yeah, we've had a really cool uh, uh, little. 
technical journey with that as well, actually, and that started around three years ago, and, and it was about 700,000 hectares in, in, the, in the wider Rangitiki, um, and we've probably, at this stage, got, uh, we feel, sort of 65, maybe slightly higher, closer to 70% of the whole Rangitiki under active community catchments. Um, yeah. So it's roughly around, uh, we have roughly around 300 paid-up um, members. Yeah. Um, we started at the top end of the Rangitiki, so that's in the um, up here in, in, in the northern Taibi uh, area, mm. um, and have slowly moved our way south. So we've probably got 20, I think we have 20 uh, catchment groups that are operating now. So, okay. Um, and that's so that's 20 out. groups uh, that fall under the uh, Rangitiki Rivers Community Catchment. Correct. Yeah, fantastic. So it's, it's, it's like an umbrella group, really, and we've uh, got an incorporated society. Okay. Um, and and um, and it's 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 a real uh, the, the beauty of these uh, catchment groups, and we're really uh, adamant that the whole of New Zealand needs to be under a catchment catchment group um, uh, philosophy. Is is, is that it's a, a real bottoms up approach? Mm. So you know we're not about uh, we're about um, giving them the little catchment groups um, or some of them are bigger catchment groups support, um, but really it's it's them um, and they design what they want their visions and, and, and their their goals within that catchment. So yeah. we uh, we support them, but it's a real bottoms up approach to 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 all of this, and that's what resonates with farmers really. Mm. And just on that, so what is the reason for you becoming involved in these catchment groups and? How is this impacting your farm practices? Yeah, I mean, it's we're really conscious that we, as farmers, need to get ahead of of where regulation and, and compliance um, or regulation sits. Really, so um, yeah, we really want. I mean, if we really want to um, to to do anything in, in this sheep and beef sector, you know, we believe we need to really own our own destiny. So. Um, and that's about sort of, um, uh, you know, testing all of our water. Uh, water's not just one part of it, um, but it's, it's, it's about some of this new, uh, um, you know, like integrated farm planning that's coming mm, at us or, yep. or um, NZFAP Plus, which we're really involved in. So we, we're about, what we're doing is, is, is rolling out a whole heap of seminars um, within, uh, in, 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 in the area, um, in the wider area. Um, around uh, intensive winter grazing, um, um, hiwaki ekanoa, um, mm. these sorts of things, to, to mm. really try and um, upskill farmers, I guess, and and, um, and 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 do it under our umbrella. So you know, and, and one of the recent ones we've done um, is um, is roll out to overseer. Um, mm. So farmers have been able to get their number um, or know their number. The greenhouse gas number um, through the overseer program. So, um, and that you know, it's also giving the uh, farmers obviously the um, you know the, the nutrient budget as well. So, a lot of these things are all dovetailing into what integrated farm planning is going to look like, or, mm. or, or um, New Zealand Farm Assurance Plus. So, um, mm. yeah, that, that, that's um, it's it's been really cool and being able to take a lot of farmers along with us. Yeah. Is there a one vision for the Umbrella Catchment Group or the Rangitaiki Rivers Community Catchment? Do you have one vision or is that broken down into, uh, I guess, various angles, depending on which catchment group we might be talking about of the day or subgroup? Yeah, so, so you, you're quite right. Um, we, each subgroup has their own vision um, and we've taken them through a vision and goals exercise. Um 
which has been done with an outside consultant. So um, every catchment is quite different um, as far as uh, that goes. So, you know, we, do, we don't want to, um, you know, set any grandiose goals um, from an RRCC perspective. Um, we're really wanting the catchments to, to design that, um, their, their own catchment around what they need. And, and then we'll, we, we've, uh, we've got the funds um, uh, through a really good uh, support structure with the MPI um, to be able to help facilitate uh, those. So we have three full-time employees, um, yep. catchment coordinators that we've got, um, who do a wonderful job um, in, in, in helping drive um, drive some of those extension services and things within the, in the catchments. Mm. So is there a wider community involvement and are there social benefits beyond a common goal, say clean water, for example? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We we have um, some real wider um, social benefits, and, and 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 I know water water is very topical um, um, at the moment, um, but but there's there's a whole heap of wider um, reasons around why why we need community catchments. So we've been really careful around how we design our boundaries around community catchments. Mm-hmm. So um, we're not making them not necessarily straight watershed. Um, it, it's more around, for example, in our one, we have a, have a hall, um, a Mofonga Hall, which is um, a great little community asset that, uh, that we, we frequent um, uh, quite regularly. And so we've sort of designed the area of our catchment around who, who sort of goes to that hall um, or where the boundaries to that hall are. And, for example, there's another hall um, a bit further south um, of us. And so that's where we've set the boundary is more around who comes into that hall so it is and, and, and you know we really I mean the whole mental health thing as, as far as farming goes as well you know come mm-hmm. together have a beer or a cup of tea yep. uh, you know and, and, and I don't know some of these catchments um, not, not in our area but in another one um, in the wire app where I was talking to uh, a farmer the other day and he said this, this farmer came into a catchment meeting and said it was the first time he'd been in their local hall in 15 years mm. so you know the, the, these catchments have a really um a, a, a good part to play and 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 just just bringing communities back together um yeah. we're a really strong community here. And, and a lot of rural communities are really strong um now but it just sort of adding to that um really as far as um all that goes and so yeah we, we, it is more than water we, we're talking um uh, um, you know, uh, carbon. You know, there's 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 a whole heap of things that, mm. that are coming into these community catchments. Mm. And you touched on your structure being an incorporated society. There's quite a wide ranging spectrum, isn't there? Some are quite informal, and of course, the other end of the spectrum is like your organisation, which has quite a formal process or organised structure to it. Yeah, yeah, they, they, and we were. You're quite right. Um, when we set this up, we were um, we really wanted to go for the formal structure, and we, we did look at a, a few other catchments um, that have been operating. Um, you know, the the, the Pomahaka has been a great one, a lead one in, in the deep south um, um, of the South Island there. Of, of, uh, and, and we sort of followed um, a bit of their lead around around what structure we would have. And, we sort of came across the uh, the incorporated structure as being the best one for us. And mm. One of the main reasons is that bigger outfits uh, that are willing to lend uh, to us, the likes of MPI, um, MFE, and the like, they, they really need to have a, a proper structure that that that, that is operating. Um, you know, they, they will not lend willy nilly to uh, on, on on the back of a uh, envelope sort of stuff. That's uh, guys that meet um, very periodically. So we really needed that that proper structure um, mm. to operate 
Yeah, and that's exactly what Tom Autiston from Beef Plus Lamb told me last week when he came on the show, that certainly the more structured organisations are finding it easier to tap into the resource, whether it's through, say, Beef and Lamb or NPI or wherever the, uh, that funding may come from. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And not saying the, you know, we're um, one of the biggest issues, I think, in, in, in a lot of these um, catchment groups is you know the, the smaller catchment groups is, is yeah, if they need to have their own incorporated society you know there's a lot of work involved with running that and yep. so what we wanted to do was have have this umbrella group that um, and, and not put all this huge burden on the individual catchment groups mm. um, and, and the fact that we would run all of that and, and minimize a lot of that cost by having one um, and then having all the catchment groups um, feeding up um, um, into it or us feeding down and, and, and you know some support structures back into them so that was that was really a uh, you know pretty clear um, to us when we first started mm. what about measurables is there progress being made in terms of improving or maintaining specific areas of focus and really from a science perspective I'm asking I guess or is it too early to tell at this point um it is a wee bit early. Um, you know, we, we are seeing, I think one of the, the huge things that we see is um, from a social side is is that, um, you, you know, the environment is in front and foremost of a lot of people's minds now. And you've only got to go out socially and, um, you know, it's not long before the environment comes into a topic of conversation, you know, whereas yeah. uh, 10, 15 years ago, you know, you, 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 it wasn't even brought up. So, um, and so that's, that's, that's um, as far as a measurable around that goes, is, is huge. As far as our water goes, you know, we've been testing um, for just over, um, well, probably close to three and a half years now. So we are getting that data, um, and that's been once a month, um, every month on, on the first Tuesday of, of the um, of the month that we test for for nitrogen, um, uh, phosphorus, um, E. coli, um, and, and sediment mm. or turbidity. Um, so we've been um, testing for those 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 four things. Um, uh, you know, since uh, for, for three three and a half years now, and we are getting that data or analysed as we speak. Um, it's not due back to us until um, until the spring, but mm. um, if to, to see actually what 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 trends are happening um, in, in in the water quality. Um, so you know, we've 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 also did, did upskilled some of our one of our coordinators to to do the macro invertebrate testing. So we've okay. done uh, a lot of that as well in in in, in, our, in our sites, and we're actually testing. Um, uh, as we speak, I think it's about 64 t- sites that we okay. test um, once a month. So we're actually doing more testing than our regional council now. Um, yeah, months, right. Probably, probably more than double the amount of testing. So it, it's actually given farmers a real um, something that's really tangible to say, you know, you put the data up on a screen and um, say that, you know, the, this is the data. And, and you can you can hear the hear the vibe in the room saying, you know, farmers say, God, how, how do I get my tributary like that? Yeah tributary you know what do i need to do so there's some real positive um positive things coming out around um, around water quality you touched a bit on this earlier which is and i think we share the same thoughts on this is that i believe real change or improvements need to come from the farmer or the community itself rather than a hammer from wellington what do you make of that and i think that is the right approach do you agree Oh, 100%, I agree, um, 100%. You know, we've, you know, it's, it's got to be farmer-led. Um, it's it's got to start from the bottom up, um, and we've we've got to try and, 
um, get ahead of regulation. You know, a, a lot of this uh, regulation has been driven by, by social media um, and, and, and by um, people's perception. You know, I mean, perception is reality. Um, I, I, Unfortunately, you know, we can't um, get away from that. So if, if we want to, and when we sort of talk about this um, social licence stuff, um, so if we really want to get this back, um, and we've lost that um, in spades over the last uh, 20, years, 30 years, um, you know, we've really got to drive it ourselves and we've got to have some really solid data around that. And, you know, I, I think... Um, you know, sort of uh, four or five, uh, six years ago, there was an election where there was a, a bit of a beat up on farmers saying, you know, you farmers um, uh, are wrecking the waterways. And, you know, we, we get bounced from our urban friends on this saying, you know, what well, you, you farmers are wrecking them? And we go, no, we're not. And they say, we'll prove it. And we had nothing. We had no data to prove mm. it. Now we've got some really da- solid data around our water quality, uh, macroinvertebrate testing, some trends, you know, with what we're doing on farm to actually prove to say, actually, no, we're not. And here's the data to prove it. So, you know, we, we're absolutely solid around that, that the farmers need to drive it and that's you know we're running some NZ FAP plus um, um, a days uh, or a day around that shortly um, in a couple of weeks um, you know we are from a, a business um, ourselves we were we were uh, audited on that uh, yesterday so um, yeah we've, we've tried to incorporate a lot of those through through our own business as well. I really appreciate your time. I've enjoyed chatting to you today, Mark. It's been fantastic. So thank you again. Yeah, no problem, Angus. No problems any time. So um, no, we're pretty passionate about uh, and bee farming and passionate about the environment. So, you know, they can both go hand in hand. Absolutely. Mark speaks a lot of sense. He is a sheep and bee farmer who is actively engaged and committed to the environment where he lives and works. These catchment groups really are doing exceptional work, in my view, and from the ground up. Interestingly, their catchment groups are taking considerably more samples of water and undertaking more testing than their local council. What does that tell you? It tells me that their community is taking water quality and their environment seriously and are actively working on solutions that will future-proof our rural communities. I would suggest if anyone wants to be part of the solution in terms of improving water quality, join a catchment group and get involved. You will also be part of maintaining and growing the heartbeat of this nation. That's all from me this week. Thank you for listening and catch you next time.